This episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Do what I did this past week. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. White Sox! White Sox! Go! 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 go. Call your sons! Call your daughters! Holy cow! You can put it on the board! Yeah! Yes. It's a perfect game! Win Echo! Grand Slam! A White Sox winner and a world championship! Amen. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Locked On White Sox. It's episode number 164 today. Typically a mailbag Monday. You're probably wondering where Herb Lawrence is, but I gave Herb the day off because what we're doing today is we are repurposing our segment from 108 Fest from Friday night. So if you guys don't know what 108 Fest is, it was something put together by our guys over at Section 108. And if you've ever been to the ballpark at Guaranteed Rate, Section 108, there's a group of rabid hardcore White Sox fans uh, who, who love to drink beer and they love baseball and they just love the camaraderie of it all, as do we. So they invited us to be a part of this 108 Fest since Sox Fest was canceled this year due to COVID. And so they invited us on the show for a Locked on White Sox segment and they asked us three questions about the 2021 White Sox. Question one, what are we most excited about about the team? Two, what are we most concerned about about the 2021 White Sox? And three, one bold prediction about the 2021 Sox. So we had a lot of fun. There was a lot of people that took part of the larger broadcast, which ran about four hours. But this is just our segment, Herb and I. And some of the voices you'll hear in this segment are the guys from the 108, Cherizi E, Beef Loaf, and My Sox Summer, and uh, along with Alyssa Bergamini, who works for the White Sox Game Day broadcast. You see her on the Jumbotron. She also works for NBC Sports Chicago Preps Network. You'll also hear the insanely smart and well-informed, funny takes from Josh Nelson and Jim Margulis of Sox Machine. James Fox, who you know from our show here of Southside Sox and Future Sox, was on there as well. And also Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe, from the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. We're all a part of it. If you want to check out the full version of it, all four and a half hours or so, go to the From the 108 YouTube. But also, if you want to just watch our segment, go to the Locked on White Sox YouTube page. It's a new page that we set up a while ago. You heard us promoting it, and our segment can be seen up there, the Zoom call of our 108 Fest segment. And I've, I've been sending out prize packs. I sent out the first prize pack this weekend. So if you don't know and you want a Locked on White Sox prize pack, they're not available. You can't buy them, but I can send them to some of our most dedicated listeners and random subscribers. So what we're doing is we're trying to get at least 1,000 subscribers to our YouTube. And for every 100 subscribers, I'm sending out a, fr- a prize pack to a random subscriber. So head over to Locked on White Sox on YouTube now and click subscribe. And if you haven't done so on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and comment there and tell everyone 
everyone how much you love the show and just tell a friend too if you like the show uh this is a really fun talk we had with the guys a really fun night a lot of alcohol was consumed and there was a lot of laughs had so i look forward to you guys hearing this some of the guys from the 108 you may have heard in the early days of the locked on white Sox podcast before i got down with herb on the show so you may recognize some of the voices but if you haven't they're all great people and are very passionate white Sox yakkers so i'm looking forward to you guys hearing this so without any further ado this is the locked on white Sox segment with myself and herb lawrence from 108 fest on friday night enjoy oh <laughs> all right brought, out, brought it out look, look, brought who, it look out. who we've got now we've got we got herb lawrence and chris tannehill from 670 the score and the Locked On White Sox podcast. Also, Chris Tannehill, number one Sopranos fan of all time yep. and possibly has a gimp of some sort off camera. We'll hope to see that later. Yeah. Get I see call. anybody drink on the Sopranos reference. <laughs> that's that's true. Everyone's got a drink. That was three drinks. There we go. Hey, uh, Herbie, before we get started, uh, yep. Illinois is only down four, and somebody said you look skinny. So it's like a good day so far for us. So we awesome. Gotta go. <laughs> Because I got my butters whipped to look a little bit lighter. So, uh, yeah, line I winning. That's awesome. You well, know, no, we're down. You know, we're down. Only only down four. You know, you, know you guys four. are great people if I'm missing a line at Iowa game. Oh, dude. We I, appreciate I, that. I, I had in my brain, oh. I'm like, I knew they played on the 29th. And then while we're setting this all up, I'm like, I uh, man, I know it's a Friday night. I'm like, there's no way in hell Illinois is playing on the 20 on a Friday, it's gotta be a Saturday. And then I just checked it this week and I was like, motherfucker. So it's all good. I'm I'm not, I'm uh, yeah, whatever. Possibly. Fellas. Welcome. (laughs) Great to have you on. Thanks for having us. Danny, who's that Jersey behind you? I, Oh, am I blocking it? Am I? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. Big hurt. Yeah. I have to start this off by saying, you know, it's unfortunate we're doing this, you know, online, but it is great that we're, we're able to have so many people and we're going to have people kind of outside the Chicagoland area. So I'm excited about that. It's but a lot cheaper for Herb. He doesn't have to buy beers for everyone. That's the thing. That's what I <laughs> that's wanted to true. talk about. Last year, Herb was the star of the night, man. I, I swear <laughs> to God. Yes. For one, like we can't even release the audio of that night. Because that's correct. Shit, Herb said is is not allowed to be to be replayed. And I don't recall it being really bad. You were sauced. You were sauced up, my friend. Uh, Terezi, that's why they call him the realness. We couldn't put that uh, out. There. I don't think only- it was that bad. I was going to release it, and it was uh, everyone else told me don't don't release that. But I probably and the other thing was now. the yeah. other thing was like I felt like you know there was one person who talked to literally everybody and had a beer with everyone in that room. And usually that's us. And we were out one Oh eight that night by her. So I got to give it up to him on that. Like that, like I, I did, we were talking to people like weeks after that were telling us just like, Oh man, I, I talked to her for like half an hour and I'm like, there's no oh, way, way too long. that there was enough. <laughs> hours for all of this shit to happen but but apparently there was i, I mean, don't know her maybe you stayed there till seven in the morning i don't know <laughs> i appreciate it and you know it's just when you see so much camaraderie there and think about it like we long for a day like that and that day was awesome you know by itself but the magnitude of the year 2020 that happened after it you look back at that day you're like yeah. it's even more grand than we even imagined yeah. But, yeah, I mean, having a beer with people that have the same rooting interest that you do, 
is awesome. Like to meet people, like to put a face to a, a tweet or a, a text or somebody who's calling in from the score. Like that's a good feeling to actually meet them and press the flesh and talk to them as humans. It was all good. You know, it's a uh, much better to actually, you know, and one of the things wasn't all positive. One of the guys came up to me. He's like, you know what? I just don't like your work. And I just wanted to say it to your face. And I was like, that is the best thing I've heard all night. Sorry, Herb. Like, I felt like it needed to be said. <laughs> so I was like, fucking Tanny, get out of my face. I don't know who this guy was. But it was awesome. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys having me last year and back this year. Uh, the Festivus thing was excellent, too. Josh Nelson, the star that night, if I was the star the other night. <laughs> yes, totally I'm on agree. my third drink, so here we go. Oh, man. Slippery slope. Damn, okay. Jim had to Thank you guys. recite the entire list. So that was the second beer. Chris, welcome, man. I mean, I, I don't think we've I, we may have talked that night. I don't know. Uh, it's it's hazy. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure we did, but I'm sure, sure we've done a quick uh, quick drop by in the section uh, in you know in years past. So yeah, it was just it was a quick uh, quick hello. So yeah, it's good well, to finally formally sit down with all you guys and uh, have a conversation. Man. Great to great to for real meet you. I feel. Based on the Letterman jacket, that here it comes. Beef has something to talk to you a, about. A big, I don't know what it is. I'm gonna let it go. It's all a big nothing. Here we go. It's, I mean, I, you know, I, I you're I think you're trying to play it off as a big nothing, but right after De La Salle was mentioned, uh, sort of publicly, I think it was maybe me writing one of my blogs about me playing basketball at De La Salle. A lot of people don't know. But I played basketball at DLC. I was a baller, shot caller, all that shit. Yeah, her, like, I, anyway, I, I we all know that. that. We, we all know that. Yeah, the, uh, the story's already off to a rough start because I think it was you sending an email for the Locked on Sox mailbag. I think that was it. <laughs> so we're, it's already shaky ground here, but go ahead, or, continue. I think, yeah, or I think I, we just mentioned you in passing because you were on, and I was like, I think he went to the Salle because I remember our interview we had last year in December. Yeah, that, yeah that's right. So, so maybe that's it. And I, and I heard... Chris Tannehill say, oh, yeah, the meat eaters, okay? And I thought it was a little weird because I remember uh, Terry Boers' left tackle, Ethan Shaw, used to work with you guys. <laughs> yeah. He went to the Osa. I was actually in my graduating class, all right? Okay. Ethan Shaw, the rest of you don't know who Ethan Shaw is. Treasy does, but did he, play... he is a mountain. He's a mountain of a man. Did, you, did he play six... sports with you? No. He did okay, not. he should have. He should have. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's I, a big man I, yeah, right I don't there. think he played sports at all. Okay. Really nice guy. Though. Yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely really nice guy. And I thought, he's saying meat eaters. And like the other schools would razz us and call us, instead of meat eaters, meat eaters. And I thought, ah. Chris Tannehill is throwing shade directly at us, Treasy. And I thought, you know what? The only way we're going to get back is we do it on these internet streets, you know? So, you know, what's funny about it is you told me about it. And I, I listened to it and I was like, I, was, I, I thought to myself, I, I don't feel like he would be throwing shade using that like yeah you know high school bullshit term <laughs> at us but then he made up such an elaborate bullshit lie of an explanation <laughs> on the show that now i'm i'm conflicted and, and and then also when we talked to herbie so i so i thought okay maybe i'm wrong and i asked herbie i said herbie did Chris go to Gordon Tech? I just guessed because I thought he's a North Side guy, but if he's Catholic League, I was thinking there's limited amount of Catholic League. He's younger than us, so I'm like, Gordon Tech would have still been around. It wouldn't have been DePaul Tech, I don't think yet, or whatever it is now. It never I, is. And I, I, I threw a Hail Mary, and Herb's like, yeah, he went to Gordon Tech. I'm like, this motherfucker, I know what he did then. I know what it is. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. So, so Herb was was uh, astute enough to point out uh, on our one of our most recent episodes that you know I mentioned that it was indeed a Sopranos reference. I'd seen you guys, uh, you know, pretty much all three of you guys make a, some kind of Sopranos reference on Twitter, whether it's Salvitro just being an unselfish prick as he always has been, <laughs> um, and I reference you know whenever I hear Meteor, which is of course the the name of of uh, De La Salle's you know, high school, the the team name. Uh, I said, uh, they're all meat eaters with a joke from the Sopranos where they're talking about the dinosaurs being killed by a meteor. But Polly Walnut says, uh, they're all meat eaters. And then Chrissy kindly enough points out meteor, meteor, <laughs> which is one of my favorite lines, which is, you know, I just thought you guys were fans of the show, but I guess not. It was a pretty common line. It's, you know, most uh, people. Well, <laughs> <I don't laughs> yeah. Which brings well, us then, to this. And then it's like, I'm locked down. You're like, oh, he's a poseur. You know, you're, you're treating me like little karma. He's a poseur. That's what you said about me, Chris. And I was See, like. I know the show. I just missed that reference. Okay, so. and that's fine. You're not everyone's a psychopath like I am and watches it every year and cycles through the whole series. So I get that. Yeah. So a little misunderstanding, but I have all people. I would not make a joke like that coming from the Catholic League. I respect the alma mater of Mayor Daly, as uh, you know. <laughs> um, you know me being from the alma mater of the great Tommy Kleinschmidt and to Tim Young. I wouldn't say such a thing. I'm a very <laughs> proud Catholic League boy here. So yeah, that's all wa- water under the bridge. All right, all, it's all good. I'm, I'll get the Letterman jacket off. No, keep, keep, keep it on. I, I like it. I will, it's real alpha of you to wear that. I like it. Keep it. You, you I don't know how you still treason. fit in that. You were like a hundred pounds less when you were born. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're only we're, we're, we're only seeing the shoulders and the top. We don't know what, what it looks like. Legit. Like we're I talking assume, about this. I assume the back is split like Tommy Boy's coat. Like, <laughs> everything was bigger than nineties, though. Jeans, sweatshirts, everything was bigger. My Letterman's jacket. surely were bigger. Yes. Hell yes. Now, <laughs> Tanny, you did something, and I don't like you doing it. Oh and no. One, and it, like, I don't know if we've ever met each other either. But possibly we have starting another fight already. Possibly I'm drunk. No, no. I would just say don't loop us. Don't, don't loop us into beef loaves bullshit. Okay. Oh. All three different people. Okay. He has his own thing. His brother's probably on his side, but I might not be. So I know you like shoes, and I know you like bobbleheads. I think we might get down sometime. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to make sure that we keep the door open, that we can converse on a on a on a big level. And, and I'm not like lumped into the beef loaf group. Okay? No doubt, That's and you know, say. it's I got to keep my uh, my relationship with you open and on even keel because uh, old Hawk took a tumble uh, last week. Okay, oh, Hawk Hawk no. fell off my shelf here, oh, no. so I had to oh, give him goodness. a little. Uh, he had had a little Tommy John surgery. He had an Achilles replacement, <laughs> but this is all gorilla glue right here, and he's uh, he's uh, he's intact here. So, unfortunately, I do not have any extra of the talking Hawk. They have not released that. To, yeah. Uh, the, garage sales yet so I, that's a hard one to come by yeah, this i have like a... six of them and then uh one guy gave them to all of his members of his bachelor party oh that's so a good I gift yeah those were that. like socks fest exclusives i think i had to get yes. it off of ebay because yeah it's yep. you know i don't want to buy a hotel room just to get to that you, and i'm sorry if i did <laughs> no, I you probably suck summer do you have uh the frank thomas cleat up there like T- tanny does no i do not <laughs> That's I'm not, not the... a big. I'm not a That's big awesome. like member. Like other than bobbleheads, I really don't have a lot of things that I collect. I do have a Frank Thomas signed uh, jersey with the with the Hall of Fame of uh, 14 because me and my dad went there and and watched him get in, inducted. So I, I thought I should get that. But as far as autograph stuff, I don't really. I, it's not really my thing. I like getting the bobbleheads autographed, but I, I'm not a big. Um, Did you drive out there? Member. Because we did, yeah, Danny and we did. I did. Yes, we did. Oh, yeah, we. I went with my dad as well, and Herb, and you know our, our buddy Brendan McCaffrey. Like we all went. It was it's an awesome time. 
Did I, you stay like an hour away like we did too? Yeah, we stayed in Oneada. That, oh, and they goodness. had a um they <laughs> they had a, a a bar there that was like um I don't know, it was like a go-go club. And all the other guys, we were there like, like you got to come meet us over here. And we're like, I don't know if we want to come over there. And then we went and it was fun. It was cool. But the, the guys were crumpling dollar bills and throwing them at the girls and the girls loved it. I, I, and I was like, I don't know where I'm at right now. I, I, I really I call it, it a strip club. Yeah, that's just weird in general. Like, hands, Jim. It was fun. We got we got thrown out of um Oma Gang. Is it Oma Gang or Gang? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah Oma Gang. That's where I got married. Oma Gang. Okay. So we got tossed out of there because Joe Torrey was having some party and they're like, hey, you guys over there in the corner that are way too intoxicated, you need to leave. Good. That's why we left during Joe's speech. That was a good time to go go back to the car and get that AC going. Like when that when the Yankees up going last, they got plenty of time to get out of there. Funny. Like I went there after uh, it wrapped up, so we were in the same room and we didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. <laughs> that's amazing. It is that, and that's the thing. I mean, me and my dad drove. We drove my. Uh, I had a 2007 Mustang black. Took it out there. It was fun. We had a great time. Um, and Rome, New York, by the way, Rome, New York is uh, is common only in name to the to Rome in Italy. Um, I don't know. That was uh, it was a little suspect up there in Rome. Sorry yeah. for any any of the viewers from Rome checking us out tonight. They it had was a fun time. they had a door handle, and then on the bottom of it, it said "handle goes up," but spelled as the composer handle, not the correct way they're trying to pr- pronounce well, that. That's true as well. Yes, smart very guy. much so. So I was like, hmm, smart guy we're here. staying in a luxury hotel here. <laughs> but that was literally like Tanny booked that. Like we knew we were going to go on the day that Frank Thomas got in the Hall of Fame. And Tanny booked that like either day same before day. or day of. Yeah, same day. And, be- yeah, because, uh, you and know, we I had think- to go way the fuck out. And or. Um, what was our other options? We could have stayed like in Albany or something like that. Yeah, by my apartment. That's where I, yeah, that's where I was. So about an hour and twenty minutes. So oh, yeah, well, and, and thirty been much better. In thirty years, when Burley gets in, we'll take you up on that one. Yeah, well, I'm in Nashville, so we're yeah, all screwed. I, dumb, dumb me. I didn't realize that like the team would be reserving all the nice hotels in the area, and it's not really a big town anyway. So yeah, but luckily we got close enough, and it was a good time had by all. Yeah, it was one of my unbelievably friends- fun. Yeah, one of my friends had to like pretend he was a producer of uh, like MLB Network to try to, and he apparently got in within like ten miles. Just wow. by that's nice. Yeah, pulling the levers uh, that uh, of uh, BS. Yeah, but you know what? That drive, that, <laughs> that drive, like in, the drive into town Again, is really nice. So like, I didn't mind. Machine people are trying to come into our game. I don't like it. <laughs> BS, <laughs> getting naked. I don't like it. I don't like it, Jim. Step back. So I gotta, I gotta get, we, I gotta get some baseball stuff in here. We're supposed Aww. to talk a little bit of baseball stuff, so or at least we've been talking baseball stuff, but we got to talk some sock stuff for for this year. So from from both you guys, I want to know what you're excited about with this team, what you're concerned about with this team, and then one bold prediction from each of you guys. So I'm gonna start with with I'm gonna start with Chris because I feel like. 
we've only given Chris shit so far, so I want him to to be first, and and then we'll give him shit a little bit after. You. Yeah, that that's a that's a good move by you, making me start first, because I'll give you a measured, reasoned opinion. Then Herb will come in with the haymakers and start mfing everyone and with, <laughs> with, and wishing death on people. Um, Wonderful. <laughs> you know, I was I was watching uh, Alyssa earlier, and you know, she stole one of my points. But just being at the ballpark is my number one thing. This offense is going to be one of the most you know efficient offenses we've seen since like 2006. And anyone who's been at the ballpark in that era, the World Series era, where it was packed more often than not, and you had such a great, powerful offense out there, this is going to be the closest thing we saw to that. And there's nothing like a full ballpark when you've got a team that's good and an offense that's that's just putting a pound on the, on the opposing pitching every night. Like just, you know, you're, you're, you're chugging a beer, then, oh, this guy homers, and then you chug another one, high-five a stranger next to you, you know, then go down and visit you guys in the 108 section, you know, high-fives over there. It's just you're putting a pounding on bad teams more often than not every other night with the expanded schedule, and that's fun. That's what I miss the most about being at the ballpark. So just seeing these guys in person, seeing all you guys at the ballpark in person again, it's been so long, and it, that, that's, that's got to be it for me. Seeing Moncada bounce back, seeing him style and profile and launch, launch some dingers out into your guys' section, you know, like hoping he recovers after the COVID bout last year and seeing Luis Robert in person for the first time. Just everything about it. Like, I think that's why a lot of us are so angry right now at the offseason because ultimately we all want the same thing just to be there and to cheer on the team and see each other. So I think that's what I'm most looking forward to, just seeing this team in person for the first time because they only let one person from media outlet cover the team in person. So I didn't get a chance to get there. Herb didn't get there. So just seeing these guys in the flesh, seeing Lou Bob out there patrolling center field, I, I can't wait for all of it, man. I can't, I can't, I can't agree more. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm I'm seriously worried. I didn't get in on the GameStop shit, and I'm gonna be broke <laughs> when I try and buy everyone in the park a beer for the like the whole season once we get in there. So like, I I, I don't know how this is gonna work out financially, but I, I'm willing to go to financial ruins to to go to every game that I can. Well, so Herbie, is Herb. Herb posed last night on the podcast that if the Sox signed Trevor Bauer, he would get season tickets. So I don't know if you guys got any room oh, in your section shit. there. How yeah. do you not have season tickets already? Come I, on. I, I mean, think the tickets I've, are a discounted price, you guys. Yeah, but I was working at Worth night it. for the my whole career. I think just last year was the first time I actually started working during the day. So I've never really had the opportunity to buy season tickets. This is what, well, last year would have been the first time. Herbie, if, if, the, if the Sox sign Bauer, I'll buy you an upper deck uh, season ticket seat. Oh, look at top, that. Top corner, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, hey, you know, my, you know the my old seat. Seat where if you get too drunk, you fall off the earth? That seat. <laughs> the one that, you know, you can see Jesus and numb below you. Hey. <laughs> Going to take a quick time out here. We'll get back to more of the 108 Fest in just a bit. But we want to remind you that this episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. You guys ready for some football? I bet you are. The big game is this week. Oh, my God. It's already here. And you don't want to be left out in the cold when everyone else is placing a wager on the big game. So there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use our promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Well, here it is. It all comes down to this, football fans. This Sunday, the big game down in Tampa, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. And I'm looking at the line here. The Chiefs still a three-point favorite. Bucks three-point dog. 
uh, ooh, it's going to be hard to go against Kansas City on this one. I think I'm going to make a play on the Chiefs covering that one easily. And if you want to play the over-under here, it's set at 56. So I think I may incline to go and hit the over on that one. I was I was very profitable two weeks ago for the title games, and I'm looking forward to parlay some of that action and keep the positive momentum going for myself over at betonline.ag. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore, friends. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Betonline.ag's got the big game. They've got college hoops and everything else going on in sports. It's all right there for for you. Check them out, our friends at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. And now, somehow, the new and improved Built Bar is even deliciouser. They've got six brand new flavors that'll get your mouth watering and cure that sweet craving. Apple Almond Crisp, Carrot Cake, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Cherry Barcia, Cookies and Cream, and Caramel Brownie, just to name a few. And there's also the 12 original flavors that you guys have heard me talk about so many times here on the show. Take it from me. I just ordered an 18-pack for myself at home. I probably could have got it for free from the company, but I'm hooked. I'm hooked on Built Bars now, okay? I found my favorite flavor, and it's coconut. Think about one of the top candy bars on the market, coconut chocolate candy bars. It tastes just like that minus the sugar. It's so chocolatey, delicious, and easy to chew, and they're great if you're trying to lose or maintain weight or just you know curb those sweet cravings like I do. I have a box at work. It's dwindling down. I may have to order another one, and I've got one here at home for after dinner, and it fills me up and cures my sweet tooth that I have every night, and it's a healthier option. Packed with protein, low-carb, low sugar with none of the guilt of having one of those candy bars or ice creams or cookies that I normally would have in the house. So do what I did. Go to builtbar.com now, use the promo code locked on. That's right, I use our own promo code locked on and I got 20% off my order. You can do the same with that promo code locked on for 20% off your order at builtbar.com. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. But uh for the White Sox and what I'm excited about is Yes, the offense, but I think when you talk to these Major League Baseball players, they're like, we're all talented up here. What separates the goods from the greats are the ones who are supremely confident, the ones who have the mental game mastered. And the success the White Sox had with the bats last year, especially versus left-handers, are all is only going to give these guys that much more confidence. And we talked about going to the ballpark and having a good time because the offense is doing some work. But yeah, that like confidence of knowing that you could hit the ball out of the ballpark, that you could hit any pitcher in the league, which they did last year for the most part. And then adding another year onto it with, you know, that type of knowledge and that type of confidence, it's going to make these guys like that much better. And they say hitting's contagious. So Guys who are not up to par, you know, the Madrigals, who's, you know, a singles hitter, he's going to be inspired to get better, to be better, to hit more. And I think seeing that, even if we're not at the ballpark, you know, I'm with Alyssa and Tanny. I wish it was, but you guys, that's your wish, and I hope it comes true for you. But if even if we're at the house doing what we did last year, Every day is a must-see day for that offense, 100%. And I was listening earlier about three-fifths of the – what did you say? Uh, 
Three and a half days. Three and a half days, your confidence, three-fifths, almost, sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) Three and a half days, um, you're going to be confident. They're going to be winning. And that is because of the offense, too. Like, the half is definitely the offense will carry Dylan Cease or Michael Kopech. I'm not putting putting Ronaldo Lopez in that starting rotation. F that. Sorry, (laughs) Ronaldo fans. But, like, you're just confident that this offense is going to hurt the next pitcher, no matter who it is. And that's exciting to know that we have that team that everybody wants to see. Like, I love the Padres, but I think the White Sox offense is more dynamic and it's more explosive. So, Wow, that's the that's where I'm at. Damn. I'm like just excited about this offense taking it to the next level. I 900 runs. Like I think the White Sox can score 900 runs in 2021. Which I ha- I'm gonna go in baseball reference while you guys talk. I'm gonna look that up to see how close that gets to the 2000 White Sox because the 2000 White Sox are the best offensive team in our lifetime, and I think franchise wise as well. Yeah, it was like 978 or some number that was real close to 1,000, I think. Right. 978. Yes. Wow. I mean, I look on baseball reference sometimes. So, you know, like, yeah, I, I have in, no life. I'm, I'm impressed. Cheers. As I assume <laughs> the third drink. Uh, but I, I'm with you, Herbie. I think 900 runs is totally possible for the White Sox in 2021. And that's more than five runs per game. And if you're scoring five-plus runs every game, you got to feel confident as a fan that yeah, our team could win today. It also makes for some great betting as well. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure run totals are going to be very high for white Sox games. I mean, uh, especially when they're facing the Royals. Uh, but yeah, the, the offense is going to be a thrill to watch. Yeah. The two teams to get 900 runs, the 2000 white Sox and the 1936 white Sox featuring <laughs> Luke Appling and Zeke. Nura. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said every. <laughs> Jim, I love Sporkle Saturdays, but I'm so embarrassed to show my score because not only do I not know anything below like 1985 ish, um, but, uh, you know, like I get impatient. So I, I want to stop guessing. So I just click the button. I just want to see who I missed. And so I never post my score, but I do it every Saturday. My my favorite reactions is James Fegan trying to guess like who all pitched last season. He's like, I cover the team every damn day and I did not get a perfect score. Like, how is that possible? Or the relief he has when he gets it right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tanny, tell me what you're concerned about. Oh, everything. If you're a White Sox fan, literally everything. <laughs> you, you know, you think like Rick Hahn. There's ways that you wake up in the middle of the night with things that can disappoint you about the team. But if I had to focus on one area, it's probably the, the starting rotation right now as it sits because obviously we know what we're going to get from Lucas Giolito. Hopefully he can, you know, I have no reason to, to believe that he's not going to duplicate what he did and build off his awesome performance in the postseason and become uh, the number one guy in the White Sox staff and, you know, one of the best pitchers in all baseball especially after MLB Network released their top 10 starting pitchers and he was not on that list I think that'll maybe give him a little bump there um you know we certainly room for a debate but I certainly think he belongs at least at the bottom half there but um so so after Giolito 
you know, Keiko, like, is he due maybe for some regression? You know, he's 33 this year and you couldn't have asked for anything more from him in 2020. You know, there was a little blip with the injury there, but over a hundred, hopefully 162 game season, you don't know if you're going to get that type of repeat performance. So I worry about that as being your number two guy. I almost feel like hopefully They'll, they'll be good enough where they can withstand, you know, keeping Dallas Keuchel on ice for a little bit and giving him the rest he needs so he's ready to go for the postseason. Um, after that, Lance Lynn, I just, you know, solid every year all the time. I don't know how he does it. I mean, I know how, but it's just like it doesn't seem like it should be a thing. And I, I wouldn't, you know, with, you know, on a contract year, I have a better feeling about him duplicating that, what he's done in the past with the White Sox this year. But still, it's it's one of those things that he could start regressing too, just out of, out of nowhere with the age being a factor and everything. Um, and then after that, and those are like supposedly the, the just the guys you feel good about, the Dylan Cease factor. Um, I'm a Dylan Cease guy. I, I think already he's got the stuff that that plays. You know, Hopefully the Ethan Katz uh, you know, being added to the mix can help him out. You know, I have no reason to believe that he's not going to be a, a, a strong, like mainstay in the rotation for years to come. But that's on his time frame. Like we never know what starting pitchers when the light bulb goes on for them. It could, it, it could be another couple of years, maybe. Like you know, I hope we don't sit through another year. I yeah, I know. That's really what I'm saying. <laughs> you never know with, with starting pitchers, especially young starting pitchers. So that's where my my worries come in. And then that fifth starter. You know, everyone's talking about Michael Kopech, but, you know, you haven't seen the guy in a big league game in two years by the time, you know, more than that almost by the time we see him. So and I know what are they going to do to bridge that gap if they're going to start him in, in AAA? Like what's going to happen there? You know, there, there's so many things going on there. They're going to put Ronaldo there. I know you you didn't want to offend the Ronaldo Lopez fans watching the stream here. <laughs> I don't know how many of them there are, but hi, uh, however many uh, you guys are out there. But you know, I you know, you? <laughs> yeah, too. one guy. So <laughs> I, I worry about that. You know, you know, they're going to be able to score enough runs to withstand some shaky starting pitching, but. My worry is with an injury. Like if Gilito goes down, God forbid, for any extended amount of time and at the why wrong time. Throw that out there. It happens, He's man. Nice. It's baseball. That's why depth oh. matters, man. That's why them not True. being a player so far for Trevor Bauer matters to me. And that's that's like to me that just so baffling that your 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 biggest weakness starting pitching and you haven't addressed it really. You made the trade, but that was for one year. Um, but when you can pay for a guy, why? deal a guy like Dane Dunning when you can pay for Trevor Bauer. So that's that's what concerns me is that that starting pitching. There's a lot of ifs there. They could definitely show out. Like Dylan sees, you know, and Michael Kopech could produce, but we don't know when Kopech's going to be here. And with off days, you can kind of, you know, finagle it a little bit and, you know, work your magic there with, with the rotation. But I'd, I worry about that starting rotation, especially if you have to get into a, a deep postseason series. Like, you know, this will be the first time some, you know, Giolito's pitched in a pennant race for an extended amount of time in a season. You guys remember what happened to Jose Quintana in 2012 when the Sox were in the mix and he kind of faltered at the end of the season when the, all, every inning was like a high leverage inning for him, you know, and I, I, I have no reason to believe that Lucas Giolito is not going to meet that challenge, but it's overall, it's a depth issue for me. And that that's what concerns me most about the team, not necessarily for the regular season, but once you get into the postseason, what happens if, if one of those guys just, you know, happens to regress a little bit. We do have some breaking news. Uh, Ken Rosenthal is reporting that the St. Louis Cardinals have just acquired Nolan Arenado from the Colorado Rockies. They are going to be exchanging $50 million. And Eddie Rosario has signed a one-year $8 million deal with the Cleveland Indians. That's the real breaking news. That's the thing that's upsetting. Yeah. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> no, so he I, might now also, be a most hey, hold- central outfielder. <laughs> uh, the uh, we are at halftime of the Illinois Iowa game. Illinois is up forty three to forty one after a magnificent, crazy, <laughs> sure to be on Sports <laughs> Center three pointer by Trent Frazier. That was just amazing. Okay, I'm gonna, so socks I'm gonna up for uh, socks up. Sure my Hawkeyes. <laughs> Alina, up to Alyssa, yeah. Alyssa, <laughs> Alyssa, thanks for joining us. Bye guys. See you at the ballpark. We'll, we'll, I own thanks, you. Thanks, Alyssa. You're all going to be on the Jumbotron. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you opening day. <laughs> okay, see you guys. I don't believe you, but uh, yeah. Bye. Thanks, Alyssa. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Herbie, there's a lot of news there in just about 30 seconds. Yep. Welcome so to the sausage. Plenty chat. of things for you to be concerned <laughs> about. Tell us what you're concerned about. <laughs> well, the, the main thing I'm concerned about this year is. Tanny um, hit on it a little bit, and earlier I said about Ronaldo Lopez that I don't want him to be the fifth starter, but more than likely he will be the guy because Michael Kopech, as Tanny said, hasn't pitched in almost two years. Um, and what I just said about confidence, I don't know. Will the kid have confidence? The other day, I think when Liam Hendricks was speaking, he was like, I'd rather throw a crappy pitch with some confidence than a great pitch without and I don't know where Michael's at right now mentally, not his necessary health, but, you know, how he's feeling about his, his stuff, if it plays. If he can throw uh, at, a, at a pace that is, you know, uh, not, you know, he's, when you have that Tommy John, you don't want to do it again. So can he be confident that it's not going to happen again? And so mo- most of these things are going through my head with him. And then Ronaldo Lopez is just a guy that is an enigma. He has great stuff. And I don't know why it hasn't clicked on for him as yet. It should it seems like it should have a long time ago. I thought in 2018, I was like, this is the the crown jewel of that Adam Eaton trade. This guy is much better than the Giolito guy. And since then, yeah. It's gone awry. It's he's just I don't know. He's the most baffling player on the roster. He's just so you see the potential, you see what's there, but giving him another chance, I guess, is good for them. I wanted him DFA'd, I want him non tendered, but they brought him back. We'll see what he has. And I I just that's the most concerning thing. When you have this championship caliber team to have so many question marks in the pitching staff is so concerning. And the starting pitching staff, we're good on bullpen. We're really solid on bullpen, but that's what's concerning me the most. So let me ask you. Treasy, can I butt in here? I feel like the Lockdown Sox crew gave the most neurotic White Sox answer. They're worried about everything. Everything well, could go wrong. But, but <laughs> let me let me let me ask some let me I'm ask right. a more focused question into the into You're this. right. Because because so I, I think I, I agree with you know I'm worried about the the back end of this this rotation. But like can I ask if if you're if you want to to spend to fill those those rotation spots and what are you gonna spend on? Like who who are the guys that you wanna bring in to to fill those spots or are you just concerned about the guys internally that we're gonna put in there? I'm I don't want to fill those spots. I want Dallas Keuchel to fill the fourth spot and then have only one spot you're really worried about because Dylan Cease has never pitched a full major league season. 
So this will be his first. This will be the same thing for Kopech when he does come up, like in June. So I'm concerned about the top of that. So Trevor Bauer is the only guy I see moving the other people down the, the rotation for the White Sox. And, yeah, he'll cost a lot. You need to spin right now. They're, what, 125, 13th in, the, in major leagues? Come on, man. This is the point where you have to spin because you've saved so much money because your GM is a good negotiator in that regard on your young players. And so you have a surplus of money. I don't care what they say. They have a surplus of money. Dig into it and finish it off. They do have a surplus of money. Yeah, and finish it off. Well, I mean, there's no reason the to be, be in second place. No reason to prove David Sampson right. <laughs> How about proving them wrong once? <laughs> yeah, man, this well, this rotation good. is bottom heavy. Like it's not top heavy. Like if you get into a postseason series with a team that's got a prolific offense, like the Yankees, Giolito may do his thing in Game One, but that what happens in Game Two if Keuchel is your guy there and you get Babbitt to death? You know, because he pitches to contact all the time. You need a, right. a dominant guy. You saw, you guys saw what Trevor Bauer did uh, against the Braves. Like that's, you need a guy like that in the postseason. Like that's why it's to me, it's it's a no brainer. Like it, you know, I, I just I just hope that I'm that I'm wrong and it, it ends up not being a thing. But it's just it's right there staring you in the face. Like this is your biggest need: a dominant starting pitcher in the postseason that's going to take you deep into a, a deep World Series run. And they just don't have it right now. They could outmatch another team, but I you know we we guys you guys know. Like good pitching and defense never slumps typically, so that's why I rather err on the side of that. No, maybe, I, I, sure. I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, my sock summer. I was just gonna say, maybe Jerry's got in his head that you only need five good players on a team from all those Bulls championships, <laughs> so he's just like, Listen, we only need five guys that can hit the ball, and we're gonna be fine, okay, guys. He's like, I don't understand why you want nine guys that can hit the ball, let's just get five, we'll save some money, and you know, all this stuff. So maybe that's it, and uh, so I mean, oh god. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna go. Oh, on mute. You're, I can't hear you, Zoe. But we'll uh, you, get get the get the volume sorted out. Oh my! Oh will, my God! It's February 21. You guys don't know about unmuting yet? Good Lord, Zoe! Come on, let's get it together. I know you're <laughs> you're, you're, you're Dude, a new. He's going right at him. You're, you're a new dad and all. Eater. You got dad. Hey, you, hey, you, you got hey, dad brain. Don't be mad because I'm classing up the joint, bud. I can't. Right? Ooh, nice. Don't be mad. All right, Herb. He looks like a guy Bart Winkler. This is a professional. <laughs> I do look like a Bart. Thank you. Oh, I'll Bart. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's a compliment. Yeah, you're, 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 you're nice. Oh yeah. Is that coffee? So I do. You look I real do nice. Need, I do need from both Chris and and Herbie a bold prediction. Lay lay a bold prediction on me for the 2021 season. Well, I'm trying to read the room here, and I was going to say that the White Sox are going to lose to the Blue Jays in the postseason and trigger my memories of, of being 11 years old in 1993. Uh, but uh, I think I'm going to go with Luis Robert be- becoming the first White Sox 30-30 guy uh, since I, th- I think Bobby Bonds. Wow. So yeah, it's not not it's not not a sexy pick, but I think you know Luis Robert doing thirty thirty is something that you know we haven't seen in a while, and I think he's certainly capable of it. So, what about Chris, you, Herb? Any anything Luis Robert is sexy. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, be honest. Herbie, what do you, what do you got, man? Well, last year I did give you the fifty bombs from Eloy, but you know, season was short. You were wrong. Just admit it. That's enough from you. <laughs> um, so, to further the Eloy thing. I believe Aloy will be 
the American League MVP. I know the defense is trash. I think it will be negligible negligible this year. So zero. Just a he'll improve on defense where you're not really concerned with him getting himself hurt or costing you more runs. I just think offensively he's just gonna be so advanced. Um he's just coming into his third year. He's gonna be the guy. He knows it. He feels it. And I think he's going to be the American League MVP because the White Sox are going to win the division and they're going to look really good doing it. So they're going to reward us with the second AL MVP in a row. So it's going to be my man in a row. I've been, we've done it. Bef- we've done it before with only yeah, one player, you. but we're going to do it again right now with Eloy Jimenez. Tanny, was that a clerk's reference? It was, yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I think you're the one guy who got it or heard it anyway. So, yeah. I'm a little slow on In the take, but I, now I know that. Teresa, Herbie, can I ask, can I ask oh, these gentlemen just, a question? I just want to say that me and Herbie are aligned on the bold prediction, but you got to tune in till the midnight hour when I give mine. Be flow. <laughs> Drop whatever you got. I got a question for the Lockdown Sox crew. So, I've been listening to some recent podcasts. And you guys have a wild emailer named (laughs) Uncle Pete. And so my question is this about Uncle Pete. Is he your Kenny Owens from the Grange Park? Be honest with us tonight, okay? This is the the trust tree. you got to tell us. Is that that, that what's going on there? It's too wild. No one, that can't be a real guy. I I wish I were that funny to write stuff like that. Yeah, me too. And we would tell you right here if it was us. It was hell. We're that's radio guys. We're insecure. Shit. We love the we love the compliments. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's some that's some genius stuff. But no, it is not us. I know the guy who it is, and his name's not Pete. But uh, he's a good guy. Um, I I'm prefer not that. to know. So I like her keeping me in the dark, not knowing. Yeah. So you should see you should see the stuff that we can't read on on a podcast network. Like we're not we don't have a lot of the freedoms that you guys have. So like some of the things where it's like ah we're maybe better off not reading that one today. He's a diehard so right White here. Sox so, fan. He's a guy who I've actually had on the show before. So, so locked on Sox, folks. Not on locked on Sox. On- you come on the 108 podcast and you read the ones you couldn't read, and we'll <laughs> yeah. have a show with it. Let's let's do that. Let's, I, let's line on. that up. Bring I it. promise you do to that answer on our every one of them too. Whatever <laughs> these Eat people eater. ask, I will I will answer. We will answer. Yes, like the Sunday soak is a free for all. We take all the questions and people ask us wild shit about our personal lives and everything. That's how this will be. So there you have it. That was our conversation, a very fun conversation from Friday night with the guys from the 108 crew. And just what a great time it was, man. Just so communal. And it felt like we were at the old ballpark. I still kind of have a headache from all the uh, beers uh, I drank. But it's all good. Uh, So we'll be back tomorrow, Herb and I, with Talk to Us Tuesday. So if you haven't had a chance to send us an email, there's so much going on in baseball and with the White Sox. Hit us up. LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. That's LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, the same handle, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On Socks, and I'll send you a prize pack, maybe, if you're one of the next 100 subscribers to our YouTube channel. I'm sending out random prize packs for every 100 people that subscribe until we get to 1,000. So get in there and get after it, and don't forget to send us a favorable review on iTunes, five stars and a comment, and tell people about the show, man. It really helps us out. We're trying to build up our listener base here before the season gets going. We want more people involved. It's been so much fun already but if you have a friend that loves the white Sox, they love white Sox related content tell them about the show and we really appreciate it 
Also, get more sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast from our friends here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today. It's a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Not only will we have the mailbag, but Carlos Rodon is back with the White Sox. John Heyman reporting the Sox have signed him to a deal pending a physical. So that fifth starter thing that we talked about in that last episode here you just heard, maybe we have a little bit more clarity on that. But what does it mean for other acquisitions in terms of depth in the starting rotation? We'll talk about all that tomorrow and more. Herb Lawrence and myself will talk to you tomorrow and talk to us Tuesday on the next episode of Locked on White Sox.